Hey friends, Mike Adams here with the Unsunday Show. I want to thank you for joining me again on this episode. This is part three of a series that I'm doing where we're talking about the five words that led the church to murder William Tyndale. William Tyndale, you remember, translated the uh, Greek New Testament into the English language of his day. It was the first translation, particularly of the New Testament, into the English language from the original Greek. There had been English Bibles before that. You think of John Wycliffe's Bible, but it was translated from Latin into English. Tyndale was the first New Testament to be translated from Greek into English. And those five words that got him in trouble were as follows. Number one, he saw the fallacy of using priest in the New Testament and chose rather to use the word elder in his translation. Number two, which we talked about last time, was his use of congregation instead of the word church. Today, we're going to talk about his use of repent or repentance instead of doing penance. And then next time, we'll look at his use of the word acknowledge instead of confess. And then lastly, we'll talk about Tyndale's use of the word love instead of acts of charity. So today, we're going to talk about Tyndale's use of the word repent or repentance instead of doing penance or acts of penance. Let's get started. You're listening to The Unsunday Show. Leaving behind religious obligation to find a more authentic expression of Christ in us, this is The Unsunday Show. Let's start with a definition or two of what penance is. First of all, penance is defined as the voluntary self-punishment inflicted as an outward expression of repentance for having done wrong. In other words, it's a self-abasement, it's a self-punishment inflicted on oneself by oneself as an outward expression of regret for having done something wrong. Another definition is that it's simply a Christian sacrament in which a member of the church confesses sin to a priest and is given absolution. Another definition might be penance is an act or a set of actions done out of repentance for sins committed. Merriam-Webster defines penance like this, an act of self-abasement, mortification, or devotion performed to show sorrow or repentance for sin committed. One group defines penance this way, the sacrament of penance is God's gift to us so that any sin committed after baptism can be forgiven. And one final definition words it this way, penance is the act of doing a good deed to make up for past wrongs, i.e. shoveling your neighbor's sidewalk all winter could be your penance for not helping rake leaves in the fall. But regardless of whatever definition we like or whatever definition we decide to use, the idea of doing penance is, at its core, works. It's a way to be made righteous by what you do. It's works. And it ties in with the other words that Tyndale used in his translation of the New Testament because they all point to the same thing. 
that this institutional system of Tyndale's day, not unlike the institutional systems of our day, are a system of conformity that involves us doing certain things out of obligation to the system or out of obligation to the institution or to the structure in order to better our position with God. And so the idea of doing penance ties in nicely with Tyndale's selection to translate elder instead of priest, to get away from the word priest, because priest implies I'm confessing sin to this priest, to this person, for absolution, for forgiveness. In other words, the idea that this priest has now usurped the position of Jesus in my life, and I have two intercessors. I have two go-betweens. Jesus is inadequate. He's not enough somehow, and so I need this the second part. And the second part involves me doing penance. It's not unlike, remember in the book of Job, when Job was sitting in sackcloth and ashes and scraping himself with pottery. It's kind of like that. It's, oh, I feel bad. And so what can I do to better my position with God to get back into his good graces? I need to do something. I need to counteract the bad that I've done somehow and I need to get back to doing good. That's penance. That's doing penance. It comes in all different forms and all different shades and all different types. But it's the idea of winning back God's mercy, winning back God's grace, ultimately, so that I continue to have fellowship with him. Or as one group's definition of penance that I read just a moment ago said, the sacrament of penance is God's gift to us so that any sin committed after baptism can be forgiven. In other words, the once-for-all sacrifice of Jesus isn't enough. In addition to that, I need to be doing penance when I sin. I need to be feeling bad to the point where I'm groveling to get back to God. And this is going to tie in nicely with our next episode when we talk about Tyndale's use of the word acknowledge instead of confess because they're all tied together. All five of these words are tied together. But when we think about doing penance, it's works. It's some kind of groveling to get back to where I need to be with God. The assumption is he's somehow disappointed in me. He's somehow turned away from me, at least partially, and I need to get his attention, and I need to get back into his good graces. And the way I do that is by feeling bad about what I've done or what I've said or whatever the sin is that I've committed. And in order to do that, there's a certain amount of groveling involved where I have to perform some kind of work. It's works righteousness. Make no mistake about that. It is works righteousness. It's being made right with God all over again because of the sin that I've committed. Or as that definition read, any sin after baptism. Now, that's a loaded phrase for me. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there to to flesh out, but we can't do that right now. Other than to say that when I'm forgiven in Jesus, and believer, when you come to Christ, when you came to Christ, you were made perfect forever by his one sacrifice, even when you sin. Listen, we didn't work our way into God's kingdom, and we can't sin our way out of it. I'm not condoning sin. I am elevating the sacrifice of Jesus and his blood on the cross to the point where we start to understand what it's been all along and what it continues to be. It's forever forgiveness of my sins. 
You know, the writer of Hebrews says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And when I sin, Jesus isn't dying over and over for my sin every time I sin. No, that forgiveness was once for all over 2,000 years ago when he bled on the cross. Or as John the baptizer said, look, the Lamb of God, the one taking away the sin of the world. And so to think that I'm only forgiven up to a certain point in time, and then when I sin, I have to do some kind of act to undo what I did, is a works righteousness, and it's an insult to the cross, I believe, and to the grace of God. That statement might get me into some trouble, but it's true. And so penance is doing works. Penance is working myself back to God in order to please him, in order to be pleasing to him all over again, and to relieve my conscience. The writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews 9.14, How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God? Earlier in that same chapter, in chapter 9, verse 9, he said that the gifts and offerings being sacrificed under the Old Covenant were never able to clear the conscience of the worshiper. In other words, doing good works to clear my conscience doesn't clear my conscience. Trying to work my way back to God is a failure from the beginning because Jesus offered himself unblemished in order to cleanse my conscience. The Holy Spirit isn't in the business of convicting you of your sin if you're a believer. Did you know that? In John's Gospel, when Jesus was talking about the role of the Holy Spirit, which at that time was yet to be given, that actually happened in Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost, he said that the Holy Spirit's going to convict the world of sin. Why? Well, he went on and said, because of their unbelief. As far as you and I as believers, Jesus said that the role of the Spirit in that same context in the Gospel of John is to lead you and I into the truth, into the truth of the Gospel, into the truth of our forgiveness, into the truth of our our new identity, of our new DNA in Jesus. He's not convicting you, believer. He's leading you. He's guiding you. He's preaching the Gospel to your heart. He's reminding you of the truths of the Gospel of your new identity, of the death of Jesus, of the fact that you don't have to do penance. That when I sin and when you sin, we're still in. That's grace. That's grace from beginning to end. And again, I'm not condoning sinful acts or sins. I'm just saying we have a wrong concept here of what penance is as opposed to what repentance is. We tend to equate the two. We tend to think that repentance is some form of doing penance, that it's another religious work, and that by my repentance, I am working my way back to God. We, we think that repentance and penance are the same thing, that they're two words to describe the same thing, but they're not. And William Tyndale understood that. He understood grace. He understood the cross. He understood Jesus' one-time sacrifice. And his whole issue with doing penance was to take forgiveness out of the works arena and put it back where it belongs in the belief arena, and that it's by grace that we've been saved, and that the death of Jesus covers all of my sins, past, present, and future, and all of your sins, 
past, present, and future. That's the gospel. That's part of the good news. Think about it this way. When Jesus died, how many of your sins were future? All of them. Every single one of them. And so the idea that, yeah, I'm forgiven up to the point in time, like this one definition that we read, you know, maybe baptism. Okay, if I was I was uh, cleansed uh, up until my baptism, and then from there on, it's up to me to do acts of penance or to do works of penance in order to stay in his good graces. That's not the gospel. That is a false gospel. That is anti-gospel. No, the gospel says that you've had a DNA swap, that God is your father, and that your sins have been forgiven and will remain forgiven, and that God himself has forgotten them as far as the east is from the west. He's never going to bring them up to you again. He's not going to use them to nail you in some way. He's not going to use them to give you a guilty conscience. That's coming from somewhere else. That's not the Holy Spirit. All of these ideas are because we've so melded the idea of penance with repentance that we don't know what repentance is anymore. But listen, the idea of repentance is quite simple. The Greek word is metanao, and it simply means to turn the mind to have a change of mind, to think differently about something. Not think the way I used to think about something, but to think differently about it. So when I'm exhorted in the New Testament to repent, and of course course it depends on the individual context, we can't look up every single instance of it, but when I'm encouraged in the New Testament scriptures to repent, it has to do with changing the way I think about something, changing my mind. You know, as the Holy Spirit transforms us and changes us, he changes our minds, doesn't he? I have changed my mind on so many things, even in the last 12 to 15 years when I was a pastor before to this present day, my mind has changed dozens of times, maybe hundreds of times. I don't know. I wasn't writing it down. But I think differently about things now than I used to. I've repented of the way that I used to view things that I think are harmful to me as a believer and to the body of Christ as a whole. I have repented of those things. And it wasn't a religious work. I didn't grovel to do it. I simply thought differently about it. You know, in Romans 12, when Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your minds, and think about that a minute. There's a sense in which the entire Christian life, because the Holy Spirit is working in us, is one of repentance, because I am being transformed in my thinking by the Holy Spirit. That's just normal Christian existence, as far as I'm concerned. And so, believer, there's a sense in which you and I live a lifestyle of repentance, because the Holy Spirit isn't stagnant, and he's constantly moving us along into new territory. And when he moves me along and you along into, a, into something new, something different, he starts to change our way of thinking about it, and we repent. The problem comes when we think that we have to grovel, that somehow groveling is tied to repentance. And that's, again, we're moving into that area of penance when we do that, that we need to do something to work ourselves back. Well, if I do do something to work myself back, how do I know when I'm done? How do I know when I feel bad enough? Is there some trigger that goes off that says, okay, you've arrived, you're righteous again, you're holy again. Now don't mess up again. Because if you do, you got to do it all over again, whatever the penance thing was. That's not repentance. 
That's a religious work. That's works righteousness. That is not repentance. Repentance simply means to have a change in the way you think. On page 148 of the book that I've been recommending in this series, which again will be linked in the description of this episode, David Daniel says this, quote, The Greek verb metanao means precisely repent. That is, turn the mind. And so Tyndale gives repent and not do penance. End of quote. It's another one of those words where Tyndale had to know the implications of doing this. He looked at the system that was around him and the idea of doing penance and all of the works that were involved in the religious system of his day, which are still with us in different forms today. Some of them are in the exact same form. And he saw that as harmful to believers, as not part of the gospel, and he saw that it was not an accurate interpretation of metanao, which means to change your mind. And so he translated metanao as repent instead of do penance. And the church, again, it was more fuel on the fire for them as they used it as another excuse to kill William Tyndale. And so we've covered elder instead of priest. We've covered congregation instead of church. And we've talked about repent or repentance instead of do penance. Those things are all tied together. Because in that system of religion, it's all about performance. It's all about complying to the rules and the regulations of the system in order to promote the system. And the idea of doing penance is one more rung in that ladder, which leads to nowhere. And it promotes a false idea of the grace of God, and it will give you a false view of who the Father is. So William Tyndale chose to use the word repent or repentance instead of do penance. Next time, we're going to look at his use of the word acknowledge instead of confess. And then we're going to tie that together with what I've said this week. And we'll look at the relationship of doing penance to confessing sin. And we'll talk about how religion has distorted that whole thing for us as well. So that's it for this episode. I want to thank you for joining me again. And Joe is coming up with my web address and some cool music to close out the episode. So I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Unsunday Show. To be a part of this ongoing conversation, visit us online at unsunday.com.